We're having some technical difficulties, but we are back. And we're going to uh, revisit topics that we covered last week and head back to Molly Tibbetts. Uh, are you aware of the updates on the situation? I th- No, not entirely. I saw her father said something, but um, I'll let you take the lead on that. So her father's uh, article, uh, op-ed, was in response to an op-ed written by Donald Trump Jr. in the Des Moines Register saying that basically chastising the Democrats and saying it's despicable that they're, you know, prioritizing a radical open borders policy over the safety of, you know, uh, Americans and stuff like that. So Molly Tibbetts' father um, then released an op-ed in response to that. And um, I'll just, I'll read some of it and and summarize the rest but okay uh, you know at at the outset politicians and pundits use molly's death to promote and this is in the des moines register if you would like to read it for yourself it is written by molly tibbetts um her her father rob tibbetts and he said at the outset politicians and pundits used molly's death to promote various political agendas we appealed to them and they graciously stopped for that we are grateful. Sadly, others have ignored our requests. They have instead chosen to callously distort and corrupt Molly's tragic death to advance a cause she vehemently opposed. I encourage the debate on immigration. There is great merit in its reasonable outcome. But do not appropriate Molly's soul in advancing views she believed were profoundly racist. The act grievously extends the crime that stole Molly from our family and is, to quote Donald Trump Jr., heartless and despicable. So that's just a, you know, you get the gist of, mm-hmm. of what happened there. Can her father and run for office? It's beautifully written. Yeah, I mean, that was it, excellent. It, if he wrote that himself, I mean, obviously a tragedy happened to him. But if he wrote that himself, he's obviously very eloquent and, yes. and thoughtful and intelligent In and, the face and well-spoken. Of an absolute horrific tragedy to his life and his family's life absolutely so it's you know the in when he's quoting donald trump jr heartless and despicable he's referencing the democratic party and why, why would um, donald trump jr say anything about this talk about talking about something you don't need to this uh, this doesn't seem like his territory yeah it's probably to distract from the fact that he's probably <laughs> going to go to prison as well um <laughs> for his his role in the meeting with Russians, and I, th- I honestly think that'll happen. I, I think he will eventually go to go to prison for the Trump Tower meeting. He should go to prison for this. <laughs> exactly, it's it's despicable. It's disgusting, and despicable is like my favorite word to use in these situations. I'm realizing it's a really um, good one. It's it's sickening. It's That's gross. It just using the tragic death of mm-hmm. someone's daughter to advance your political positions. It's unfathomable to me. It is. You know, I just... It it shows the lowest level of human decency. And... Uh, I think that was one of our main takeaways when we brought this topic up last podcast was that this her death should not be turned into some type of race debate and immigration policy. It should be her life should be celebrated and her death should be mourned 
and we should support her family and do whatever we can to make sure this doesn't happen again. But that doesn't, that's not a race thing. And and those sentiments were echoed by her father. If anyone has a position to... He's the only person, him, or anyone in her family is the only people that should be talking about this and and making a request. Exactly. And so, that's the final word, you know? That's it. Wrap it up. Go home, folks. You know, no more, no more using this death to discuss immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, stay out of it. You know, this. Don't don't drag the deceased name into this discussion. I feel like uh, it's kind of along the same lines. But do you remember Captain Khan during the run up to the election? The yes, uh, the soldier who was who was killed who was a Muslim and his name and his family was kind of dragged through the mud by uh, Trump. And then I don't, it just seemed like in those situations, the family and the, and the deceased are the only ones that should be talking about these things and should be memorized and memorialized. I just hate when people try to make it about themselves when in fact it has nothing to do with them. I agree entirely. Is using people as political pawns, especially people who have lost their lives, uh, serving their country, or Molly Tibbetts doing exactly what she should be doing in her life. Yeah, it's it's the lowest level of human behavior. It's in it's consistent within the Trump organization, family, whatever you know that. You know, making light of John McCain's um, internment as a POW, uh, mocking a disabled reporter consistently over and over again, we find that the President of the United States has worse moral character than a toddler who doesn't know any better. Yeah. So it's it's inexcusable from a 60-something-year-old man. 70. 70 whatever whatever he is fat old piece of shit (laughs) um (laughs) yeah it's there's no excuse there's no excuse and and congratulations if you voted for him because we knew this before the presidential campaign and um yeah you got exactly what you voted for this is this is what we've made we've made a mockery of the office the highest office in the nation so (laughs) good on us Fan fucking tastic. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> do you want to let me see? L- let me just make sure there. I don't have any. See if more you have s- any other topics for us, any other yeah. happy topics for us. Yeah. No, actually, I do. I have one more. Okay. One more super dark, depressing <laughs> right, topic that I want to talk about, and then we can move on to lighter. Ooh, no, two, two dark, depressing topics. So, and both of these we have to cover. It's just okay. It's so what we do we here to. at the Bro Politically Correct podcast. Yeah, and then we can start getting lighter after that. We will. Two topics. So the first one I'm going to start with is semi-sports related. Well, I guess esports related. Oh. Um, there was a shooting at a Madden tournament, and two people were killed. Uh, did you see this? I did. Yes, I did. So there's a shooting uh, at the tournament two people were killed and the shooter was a 24 year old male leave his name out of it because I feel like that's what we should be, we should be right. doing anyway yeah, we don't celebrate that so um, 
tragic. It appears that he did this because he lost the tournament and was upset about that. The and and what the reason I want to talk about this is because I then saw a social media post from an individual who I thought was you know they're sitting right in that place between acquaintance and friend. Um, I'd known them from Las Vegas. We'd worked out together many times at the UNLV gym there. And uh, this person made a post about how basically, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, this this shit wouldn't happen if parents disciplined their, their kids. <laughs> when, I, when I was, when oh back in my day, yeah. um, my mom would take a, a belt to me or whatever, and if that had happened in this case, that this wouldn't have happened. This how wouldn't have occurred. How old is your friend, if you don't mind me asking? Or the person you're Early 30s. Early 30s. Early 30s. Okay. And we're going to remove the friend title. Sorry, sorry. I mean, your acquaintances. I no, think it's how okay. you described him. It's okay. No, no, no th- that's how I described him before. We, he's been demoted. Okay. So. <laughs> You've been relieved of your duty, sir. <laughs> yes. Dishonorable discharge. <laughs> yeah, you. You no know DD-214 for you. Or, <laughs> no. I don't know, you still get one. It's just not you still good. get one. It just doesn't look good. Yeah, you don't show it to people. <laughs> so, um, and it turns out that this 24-year-old male has schizophrenia and bipolar <laughs> disorder and oh that gosh. his parents had been trying to seek treatment for him for years and um, to no avail. And so... Imagine that. I, and so... W- Mo- almost every day here at the Brolytically Correct Podcast is chest day, so I'm going to get something off my chest. <laughs> um, I love this segment. It's one of my favorite segments. I fucking hate how people are like, oh, kids these days, this generation, blah, 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 blah. And they blame all the ills of society on kids these days, this generation, how this generation has gro- grown up, this generation shit, they're a bunch of push- pussies, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit. It's been like that forever, I, I would imagine. Well, and not only that, who the fuck raised this generation? <laughs> who? So you people complaining about this generation, who raised them? Yep. Your generation. You <laughs> are the generation that raised these fuck-ups. It's your fault. Your lack of parenting skill, the fact that you you know, raise children without any ability or knowledge on how to do it properly, if this generation is as fucked up as you think it is, which I disagree with. I disagree with that. Then it is your fault. Yes. You brought this on. You dumb fucks. No. Well said. Well emphatically stated. I couldn't agree more. 100% correct. Excellent chest segment right there. And I just I, I fucking hate how people try to simple, simplify these complex issues. Yeah, if if his mom would have taken a belt to him, this wouldn't have happened. Sure, what a nice. I I know of several instances where somebody had a belt taken to them. Yeah, th- and things like this it caused things like this. Absolutely, a, a lot of serial killers. That's how they started was abusive childhood relationships and sexually assaulted and stuff like that when they were children. That's not indicative of your future. Yeah, and it's just fucked up. And this person, this person, and I didn't realize this because I didn't follow this person on, like, social media uh, previously when we were in, like, each other's lives and stuff. Yeah. And um, they are the male equivalent 
of the female who posts inspirational quotes all the time. <laughs> Those are my and who favorite. Po- and who posts um, was the uh, Marilyn monroe quote if you can't handle me at my worst then uh, you, don't you don't deserve me at my best i love those i i can't get enough of those i thought you were gonna say some like it hot but then i realized i think that was a movie i, that was a quote. <laughs> <laughs> I thought i thought i was gonna say happy birthday yeah mr was, president uh, or uh mr president kennedy can i come in Something like that. Uh, yeah. Or, or you can come in. It's going to go there, but I didn't. I'm on good behavior this morning. Yeah, it, I, I feel like every generation is always going to say, well, back in my day, or we used to do these things better, insert event activity here. I, it's just a tale as old as, as old as time. And everyone's got broad, sweeping generalizations of what the solution is. And there's no clear-cut solution these are complex situations and there's so many things that work here that just to blindly throw out some simple solution like disciplining your child would have prevented a, an incident like this is just just a waste of everybody's time it's insane it's insane i have a, a thought that came through my head i don't know this just random but go for it these these tournaments, uh, not necessarily tournaments, but like online. So I'll admit I'm not a huge gamer, so I don't know everything that goes on with gaming. But I've briefly like watched as other people play, and they're on their little headsets, and they're like interacting with other people that are playing like live with them. And the conversations that these people have have to be some of the most negative, degrading, worst use of language I've ever witnessed. So I don't know if that's common or how unanimous that is or i'm not saying it played a factor in this situation but is is that an issue that can be resolved or or is that just a small sample size that i'm aware of i don't know a whole lot about the gaming community so i don't know i don't know how much you know either well i think it's that's a common theme throughout any form of communication where you're not face to face to the person and yeah. have to then absorb the consequences yeah right afterwards. like i would in college i would watch, I would watch and like overhear other people playing these games and like I, just the amount of n-words you would hear and just derogatory racist awful homophobic slurs was like shocking and it was coming from like what it sounded yeah. like early teens and stuff so I don't know if well, the F- FCC's in on that I'm not saying they should be but <laughs> that can't <laughs> that can't be good for people's mental health well I'm just going to go back to um, the first instance of this occurring in my own life in the, uh, warning, I'm going to talk about myself as a high schooler trying to engage in other sexual acts with other high schoolers. Oh, okay. Um, so just throwing that out there, people. Um, do you remember AOL Instant Messenger? <laughs> I mean, that was my life. That was everything. <laughs> that I still remember the sound. I remember my username. I remember like my friends, my group friends. That was everything. I mean, I mean, everybody, um, every generation has their like things that like, oh, the, 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 the next generation will never know, you know? I mean, they I won't f- ever know about AIM though. That was incredible <laughs> amount of power and confidence or on the other side, just sheer depression and loneliness. So that's, a whirlwind. What that's what I'm talking about on AOL Instant Messenger. The whole purpose of that was to try and hook up with other high schoolers, yeah, at least sex at location. Least, yeah. And <laughs> And so, and so, you know, I would be much more confident and bold and make moves that I wouldn't make face to face 
with these girls par- partially because my blood flow was probably going elsewhere. Yeah, and you but, probably don't even know what half these things are you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's just indicative of any form of conversation where you're not face-to-face. You do things that you normally wouldn't do. You take risks that you normally wouldn't take, you know, and I did that on AIM. People do it on, you know, gaming, Call of Duty, whatever bullcrap. They do it on YouTube comments. Oh, if you look YouTube at the fucking is, oh, cesspool that oh YouTube comments are. If you want to just be depressing and self-loathing, just go look at a YouTube comment video or YouTube video comments. So, yeah, it's just... Do you think... Here's I, a hot take. I think... Okay, no, go you, ahead. You go ahead. Mine's going to blow your okay. mind. Okay. Well, mine will be short. Um, I have a hot take as well. Hot take competition. I think everyone needs to face physical repercussions for their actions at least <laughs> once in their life. I have... This isn't what my hot take was, but I had a theory... And this isn't maybe the most practical theory, but that everyone needs to be maybe physically, I hesitate to use the word punched. Intimidated? Yes. Yeah, but punched. Phys- punched, in, yeah. In, in, in the facial region, preferably the mouth, w- every one to three years. Yeah, maybe not even like... Um, but it's by Maybe not even the actual act of, of, of punching, but just like the point where you feel for your, you fear for your physical safety to keep you in check. Yes. You know, just that's what I'm getting at. If you're out of line, if you're not out of line, don't worry about it. I'm still working on Carry the logistics on. of it. And yeah. I, don't, I don't want any permanent scarring. I don't want any psychological damage, but just some humility and some uh, understanding of repercussions. Yeah, because I feel like we're, we're walking around a bunch of uh, a bunch of fucking dachshunds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just every 12 You have a little months. wiener dog. It's just yap, 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 and doesn't understand it. I could just step on you and you're done. <laughs> It's like the like, old, uh, this is a random correlation, but like the old military analogy where there's like a hundred people go to war, a uh, hundred people go to war, 20 of them shouldn't be there, 70 of them do the fighting, or 70 of them get shot at, nine do the fighting, and there's one hero, or there's like one soldier in that mm-hmm. group. And that's a broad generalization, obviously, but like there's a lot of people that talk the talk and think what they think, but aren't wouldn't actually want to be about that smoke. You're not supposed to use that, Tommy. I'm using it now. We're, we're starting wildfires, man. There's a 3,000-acre fire on the Olympic Peninsula. Yeah. Stop it. I'm, us- I'm using that term now. No, I love that term. I know. You introduced it to me last week, and I had no idea how I didn't know that term. Oh, it's so great. And then I saw it's it on so Hard great. Knocks, so I was like, yeah. oh, I should probably adapt this into my <laughs> language. Uh, so back to my hot take. Yeah. Oh, shoot. That's going to take me a second to realize what my hot take was. Oh, uh, do you think the internet was created by Big Pharma to just give us all depression? <laughs> okay, Alex. That's a, that's about an 80% serious question. No, I, I don't. <laughs> um, I think. That's not an Alex Jones theory. Unfortunately. How often do you like browse the internet casually for like 30 minutes and walk away being like oh that was great i should do that again (laughs) maybe it's just me yeah no no no. i know what you're saying (laughs) it's it's super negative (laughs) it's super dark it's a weird i mean just look at the topics we've brought out this morning right and that that's the result of me browsing the internet 
<laughs> in order to come up with stuff to talk about on this podcast. Stuff hey, man, that I I'm did interested my research. in. I did my research too, bro. Yeah. But yeah, rough. <laughs> um, I I mean, it's probably my own fault because I keep doing it. And I'm, there's probably a, a some level of addiction to the internet. And I don't even do social media, so I can't imagine how bad that would be if I adopted that too. But I just feel like every time I'm just searching the internet for like, I don't know, fun stuff or entertainment, whatever. I walk away. I'm like, why did I just do that? And then I keep doing it. Yeah, you have to take breaks from it every now and then. But again, you have to stay abreast of issues. It's hard. Right. It's hard to like find info without seeing all the the BS out there. Yeah, it's it's because the negative stuff gets clicks. It's what gets views. It's what we're drawn to. Mm -hmm. Nightcrawler. Shout out Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, sick movie. Never saw it. He's such a solid actor. I've always wanted to see him. There's this uh, random tangent, but there's a... Uh, you say Jake Gyllenhaal's a solid actor? Yeah. Hmm. Excuse me? I mean, what are we, like, in what capacity here? Uh, Nightcrawler? You don't think he did outstanding I I, in that movie? I, I, I didn't see it. Oh, really? No. Dude, seriously, the, watch I, that movie. I know the premise of it. Watch the movie. <laughs> Watch it. Hey, hey, do me a favor. Watch it. Is that my homework for the uh, week? Yeah. Watch okay. Nightcrawler if you have what? time. Um, I don't Back dislike Mountain? him, but uh, no. I didn't see that either. <laughs> Maybe I'm just basing his acting on Jarhead. Donnie Darko? Swing and a miss. <laughs> I saw, uh, Nocturnal Animals. Have you seen Nocturnal Animals? Negative. Uh, that that needs a um, Who trigger knew warning I there. But that movie is so intense i like dude, do i hate jake gyllenhaal and i don't even know it i think you do i think you're biased against jake gyllenhaal <laughs> i've seen him in jarhead and i saw him in that boxing movie with 50 cent yeah so you sound South like Park. his worst movies <laughs> yeah i'm realizing i'm looking you at his rotten hey, tomatoes he's right gotta now. make a buck every <laughs> once in a while he just can't do indie films all the time you know uh yeah i'm looking he, at okay, his, he, oh, october a, sky okay October Sky was solid Nazi movie, solid solid Nazi propaganda, you know. Because yeah, why Warner I'm von Braun, Operation Paperclip, full circle people hanging the three yeah. slowest Jewish workers, full circle. That's what we do here. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know we were gonna be talking about so much October or not October, uh, Crystal October Lock Sky, and, and yeah, October Sky, and yeah, it's just and uh, Operation Paperclip. That, that's so insane because like the Warner von Braun, you know, like kind of the father of nasa would you say uh he put a man on the moon he put he put a man on the moon but also allegedly hung the three slowest you know jews well did he who personally hang them he wasn't doing the hanging but he's in charge of the factory well, that's how so. we justified it anyway um, uh, i obviously am not uh, v2 rockets there's, there's a great um book that kind of plays on the idea that um how normal people can be made to do terrible things by Kurt Vonnegut, and it is not. God bless you, Mr. Rosewater. It is Howard Campbell. Slaughterhouse Five. No, 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 no. Slaughterhouse Fifth. But anyway, keep going on Jake Gyllenhaal, and I'll find the name of the book. Well, yeah, I guess I just I have not given him the recognition that he deserves, and I haven't seen his movies enough. Also, his his sister. I'm not a huge fan of her acting. I, no, no, no. So I'm Mother Night is the book by Kurt Vonnegut, and it is a fantastic book. So I highly recommend it. And it's kind of like 
dark. An idea. It's dark because it's just, you know, it's satirical. It's, it's, it's actually very humorous at parts. It's not really that dark. He tries to keep it lighthearted, mm-hmm. um, but it's about a Howard W. Campbell Jr., who's an American, who is then a spy producing, like, German propaganda in Nazi uh, Germany. And it's it's just interesting because it humanizes Nazis kind of a little bit. But it's the moral of the story is, yes, terrible things were carried out by socialism, but normal people can be talked into doing terrible things if there's enough of them doing it. Oh, certainly. But anyway, so Jake Gyllenhaal. Movies I'm going to recommend to you right now <laughs> from Jake Gyllenhaal that are fantastic. He's a fan- I'm fantastic looking at his, I'm looking at the list right now. So... Nocturnal Animals, 100%. Like, don't think you're going to be happy after that movie, though. And um, maybe put on Samantha Perspirant before watching it. Can't wait. Um, Nightcrawler, same same type of deal. Very intense movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, has... Oh, that dude... Have you ever seen The Night Of? No, you don't watch TV. Yeah, Never no, mind. no, no. The HBO miniseries? Oh, yeah. oh I love yeah. that series. I will, He's I'll, in there. Uh, the, the lead actor from that. John Turturro, or his brother? No, no, no. The the uh, the, the guy Nas Nas Nazi Rick Nazir Khan. Um, um, yeah, that was a fantastic show. I was hoping they were making a second else. season, if they're not already. So those movies, Donnie Darko. He does well in Zodiac, but Zodiac the plot isn't very good. It just kind of doesn't really go anywhere because obviously they didn't catch the killer at the time the movie was written so it's like <laughs> you know you're like uh conclusion and they're like and eh, not really so those those are the ones i'll give you um nocturnal animals guy darko nightcrawler watch those he's okay. a fantastic guy it's my homework for the week but also listed on there is the shoes time to dance music video Come and again. it is just <laughs> there's this band called the shoes they have this music video time to dance okay and it's just kind of random because it's like just this weird band that doesn't really have a huge following and it's this music video and it's got jake gyllenhaal in it hmm. main character and he plays a serial killer hmm. and like that movie has made me want to see jake gyllenhaal play a serial killer or that um, music video because he does so well in it and he he does the kind of like dead behind the eyes look Ooh. extremely well. Anyway, we got way off track there. He was um, on uh, Rachel Ray in 2017 and TV experience. Uh, should I watch that? I mean, good food. Was that a good experience? Rachel Ray, Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, come on. Was her show a cooking show or did she have like her own morning show? I think she had a morning show too. Huh. But I'm not as well versed on the morning show. Cool. All right, one last dark topic, and then we're done with dark topics, and we can get on sports and light stuff and fun stuff. Where do you rank Jarhead in terms of military accuracy movies honoring our? Oh, I've never seen Jarhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was something. Never seen it. It was Jamie Foxx as like the master sergeant it was something else. Yeah. The Jesus Walks was in it by Kanye. That was cool. Jesus Walks. Old Kanye. Show me the way. Yeah, sick. I miss the old Kanye. Yep. Um, so, last dark topic, um, and this is beautiful because it segues into sports and comes from football, going to football. Um, Maryland football. Yes. Th- this is Tommy's world, so I'm going to lean on you heavily for this. You know the issue. Take it away. So, we're talking about the 
loss of life of Jordan McNair, correct, nineteen year old uh, student athlete at the University of Maryland. He tragically passed away back in May of this year from I believe it was heat exhaustion uh, during one of the team workouts. He was starting to show signs of heat exhaustion. He was had seizures. Um, the medical staff there did not immediately get him to a hospital, did not treat him. He was at the facility for around two hours, I believe, before any serious action was taken, and then he was taken to the hospital. Uh, he passed away. I don't think it was that day, but in the in the coming days or weeks, he passed away. And in the wake of his passing, the head coach the strength and conditioning coach, athletic director, obviously all were heavily scrutinized for how a situation like this occurred, why there weren't safety precautions in place. How could this happen in a division one strength and collegiate program where the strength and conditioning coaches, literally their job, strength and conditioning, they get paid a quarter million a year to do that. And they have training staff, they have full-time doctors to aid in the athlete's performance. And so in the wake of this, the head coach has been placed on administrative leave, I believe, for creating a, I believe the term was something along the lines of a, um, like a, an aura of bullying, uh, this kind of system of bullying and, and not letting players have any type of, of freedom or freedom of speech or like speaking up for, for anything that's going wrong. And yesterday at the Maryland-Texas game, Maryland showed up in one of their first plays and put 10 guys out there to, to memorialize Jordan McNair and his life. And Texas declined the penalty, and we move forward. But that's not the main – the main story is how could something like this happen? How did they create this culture of, of bullying and, and this kind of chain of command where the the players have no ability to seek, get help? get taken care of get the need that the the treatment that they need yeah and initially when i first um the first time i heard about this topic was actually uh via brendan shop <laughs> which is not the best no. source to hear from but he you know the way they framed it was just oh they're doing some sprints the guy kind of collapsed and died so when i first read it i thought it was just like a tragic accident because mm-hmm. sometimes things happen, people right. have aneurysms, Un- they have, they have congenital heart defects, whatever. Right. Um, but looking into it more, I mean, it appears to be much more than that. Would you agree? It it seems like they absolutely botched this player's health and his condition, and the entire situation was handled inappropriately. Because he he was hyperventilating and then had seizures, correct? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so the seizures were there. He was. He his body temperature was like 106 degrees before he died. Um, so heat stroke, the, the seizures. I mean, it it seems like anybody with who's in a position who's getting paid for medical training and staffing would be able to immediately recognize the signs and symptoms of this player. And they were doing 110-yard wind sprints, and it was about like 104 out or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's common, though. 
Yeah, and, and that's that's why I didn't think it was that big of a deal initially. Because I'm like, that's common. We've done stuff like that. Soccer practice, sure. real hot, running. Um, but what seems to be the big point is that, you know, if somebody's hyperventilating for 10 minutes, I'm going to be worried. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, 15 minutes... I'm doing, I'm getting them inside. I'm taking them out of their uniform. I'm, you know, trying to cool them down, whatever we can do. And then if it doesn't improve pretty immediately after that, I'm calling 911. So Mm -hmm. how did we get to this point where it took over an hour for 911 to get called? He didn't get taken inside. He didn't have his uniform removed, all that stuff. So I looked into this further, dug deep. And shout out to Reddit, man. Yeah, I mean, Reddit's a wealth of information. Dude, Reddit has... Hey, you think you're out there in the world and you're doing something you shouldn't be doing? You think you're going to get away with it? No. Reddit will find yeah, you. Yeah, don't. Don't mess with Reddit. <laughs> they will find you and they will fuck your world up. As they should. You know, sometimes they 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 miss the mark um, when the Boston bombing... Uh, happened. They tried to find the suspect and accidentally identified the wrong person. Yeah. Hey, their hearts know, were in the right place. Their hearts were in the right place. They're trying to help. So th- this is um, J M G I L one two is the username on Reddit. Shout out to that person. So they summarized this because uh, one of the top posts on Reddit was you know them honoring their fallen teammate. You know, doing the ten man on the field, taking the penalty. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, somebody said, between Maryland doing this to honor their teammate and Texas showing both sportsmanship and support by declining the penalty, this is just amazing. And he's like, no, it's not amazing. He goes to summarize the culture at Maryland football. Um, so Murphy called the one-hour time gap between McNair showing distress at 5 p.m. and the 911 call being made an utter disregard of the health of this player, and we're extraordinarily concerned that the coach and coaches did not react appropriately to his injury. So he he compiles other stuff that has happened. Um, Public abuse and humiliation is the title of this section. Mm -hmm. A player holding a meal while in a meeting had the meal slapped out of his hands in front of the team. A player who coaches wanted to lose weight was forced to eat candy bars as he was made to watch teammates working out. Players are routinely the targets of obscenity-laced epithets meant to shock their masculinity or mock their masculinity when they're unable to complete a workout or lift a weight. Homophobic slurs. Yeah, one one player was belittled verbally after passing out during a drill. Then he put there, so they almost had two players die. Um, a player said he was forced to overeat or eat to the point of vomiting. Um, defensive lineman Malik Jones had an altercation with Durkin um, after he was smiling in a team meeting, and Durkin accused him of bad-mouthing the program, encouraged him to leave the team. Strength and conditioning coach, who he was the first person fired in this thing, is um, he's really in your face. He'll call you expletives. He'll challenge you in the weight room. He'll put more weight on the bar you can do. Expect you to do it multiple times. He'll single people out he doesn't like. Um, let's see. Small weights and other objects were thrown in the directions of players when court was angry. Jesus. Um, let's see. So it sounds like a lot of expletives. So what I, what I do want to add to this is football, college football in particular, it's 
definitely not a coddling experience. It's it's a violent game and people get hurt and they coaches expect a lot from their players and it's physically and mentally draining. And I've played started playing, you know, Pop Warner when I was ten. I played in high school, then I played throughout college and it's not a lot of hand holding. There's not a lot of like positive reinforcement and pat on the backs and great job you're working on it's not really how football's ever been it's always been kind of paramilitary there's a chain of command you get yelled at and you get admonished if you mess up and that's how it is and if they don't think you're working hard they're gonna let you know it and it's not gonna be a a nice way of letting you know but there there's always been that fine line of where you take these things and it seems like this program was taking it past that line and making it a deathly situation like we've seen here. And these coaches and, and strength coaches, strength coaches in particular, have are an interesting breed. They're like Marine Corps drill instructors. They they talk differently. They walk differently. They are a different type of animal. And you kind of have to be in that position to be motivating and, and getting the most out of your out of the players when they're in the weight room with you and on the field running. But there is a line that you got to draw and realize that these are 18 to 22 year old kids and they have limitations. And there's, you know, that 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 culture is in a lot of different sports locker rooms. And you're right. There's a line and people need to mind that line. And the sad thing is that apparently um, an unnamed Maryland player has said that, you know, they came back to camp after that death and they're like, nothing's changed. There's no change in the culture at all. It's still the same way it was. We had somebody die and and nothing's changed at all. And that's and the, terrible. The There's Reddit no user who's summarizing this, this is all an ESPN expose on on the program. And the coach is probably going to return to coaching later this year. They just beat Texas. Yep. So it's, it's just another instance of you win games and you can – literally get away with murder yeah i mean urban meyer is going to be welcome back with open arms uh, week four of the college football season so yeah despicable horrible i mean something needs to be done there maryland i doubt it'll get done no it seems like we keep having these conversations (laughs) it's our annual weekly update and so we'll roll from that maryland issue right into college football what'd you think of week one tommy loved first week in a college football big upsets across the board great matchups got to see some teams play each other that don't normally play each other settled some quarterback controversies huge fan so excited college football's back how about you i saw that you're a huge nebraska fan and yesterday we were about to see the start of the Scott Frost era in Lincoln and couldn't have been honey dicked more. Yeah, that it crazy weather tease. yesterday. Yeah. Such tease. <laughs> I was excited to see his uh his his new squad and didn't get to see it. And I I was extremely excited more than most people. I've been campaigning for Scott Frost to be the head coach of Nebraska football since the period of time when they're talking about hiring Mike Riley and I want Scott Frost to have that position to stem Mike Riley didn't happen 
He went to the University of Central Florida. We all know what they did there. <laughs> I mean, they went undefeated last year. The program still looks great this champs. year. Yeah. Technically on a 14-game winning streak now. 15? I think they went 14-0 last year. Yeah, so 15-game winning 15, streak. 15, yeah, at least. At least, yeah, because I don't think season. they carried over from last year. Just because yeah. the year before that, they won like two games. Yeah, one of the biggest turnarounds in college football history. Unreal so, turnaround. So very excited to see what he could do with Nebraska's program, a, mm-hmm. a program that's a little bit more storied, has has a longer tradition than UCF. Um, and the weather got in the way. <laughs> kind of sucks, but... But we move forward. It, yeah. Um, that Tommy made a prediction that Kyler Murray will be <laughs> the Heisman this year, and... The kid looked good. Everything I've said so far has been absolutely 100% spot on. Oh, has it? <laughs> has it, Tommy? Sure Do you has. want me to bring up something else? <laughs> well, I rescinded my UCLA initial statement. <laughs> We're still a work in progress and a starting Losing quarterback. Losing to Cincinnati. Not a great start, I will admit that. But we did lose our starting – well, I don't know how to say we. I don't even like them. But they did lose their starting quarterback. Yeah, they might not win three games this year. It's That was rough. That was ugly. That defense did not look so hot. Even worse than that is just how sad you, the UCLA football fan base is. Like, you're playing at the Rose Bowl on Labor Day weekend. It's the season opener. You have Chip Kelly as your brand-new head coach, the cream of the crop of college football coaching, and that stadium was like a quarter empty, maybe like a third empty. Just embarrassing. And I was like, school's not in session. Who cares? It's a huge city. How do you not have fans of, to pour into that stadium? Sick yeah, I, I don't get it. Uh, maybe there's too much to do in L.A. There and is. That's the common, and that's what I say, too. Like, well, it's Labor Day weekend. You know, there's other things to do. But I don't know. If I was a UCLA player, man, that's, that's yeah, amazing. Every, everybody was probably at that USC-UNLV <laughs> game. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't see pictures of the Coliseum, <laughs> but I can't imagine that game was sold out either. <laughs> yeah, no. And and UNLV held with them for a little bit. Uh, kind of blown out in the second half. UNLV might have a legit ground game, or USC's got a major problem with their rushing defense because they're playing Stanford next week versus uh, yeah, versus Bryce I, Love. I think Stanford so takes that based I, on their week yeah. one performances. I think it's at it's at Stanford too. So I I don't know what the line is there, but I would have Stanford for sure. You know what's the funny thing about that USC UNLV game is. Um, your guys' USC's quarterback, Don't Bishop Gorman. Uh, yeah, okay. Matter, uh, USC's cor- Oh, it, I'm getting confused. Then I thought he's your head coach is Bishop Gorman. Gorman. Yeah, that, I thought somebody's quarterback. Half of USC's roster, I yeah. guess, was at Modern Day last year. It made gotcha. that's the way it sounded gotcha. like their kicker, the quarterback, the receiver. They were all. I guess it's just Modern Day that goes to college. Good. Well, uh, <laughs> at least they were able to be a sub 500 Mountain West Conference team. Yeah, that at was home. a that was at a rough home. I I mean I'm not. I was hoping UNLV was gonna win. I'm not defending Same, U- always. <laughs> I'm I'm actually kind of excited based on that first game how they'll do in the Mountain West. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you should be very happy with the the run game. That's for sure. Other games that stood out to me. Yeah. What do you uh, have? Michigan State. Just, just, just struggling with Utah State. Yeah, at home. Utah State hung around. The Big they Ten were favored. Stru- they were favored by twenty three and a half. Yep, I mean Michigan State's never really blown me away. 
I like yeah, D'Antoni. He coaches. There was just a lot of hype behind them coming into the season. That's the like, funny thing about preseason hype in college football. It's like, how do you know? You lose 25% of your team every offseason. So it's it's really based on, like, previous performance and who your coach is and if you have a returning quarterback. But, like, other than that, it's, I don't think anybody truly knows how good their team is until they see them week one. Yeah, and unfortunately for the rest of college football and me as a avid Alabama and SEC hater, no. Bama looks better than advertised. I, that's what I was going to talk next about is that um, Tua Tongoliova, I still need to work on his last name, That he's going to be a problem if you don't like Alabama. That's scary. That 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 spin <laughs> move. I mean, that throw was to the back a, of the end zone. Such an ill-advised dumb throw, but it worked for him, and it was an insanely athletic move. Not, I w- <laughs> not advising that type of throw. If you're a youngster out there, don't try that at home. But this might be. This is a huge early prediction, extremely inappropriate. But this might be the best Alabama team of all time. <laughs> oh, with that quarterback yeah, that play. Ooh. I mean, he's he's gonna uh, he already in the Heisman contention, and he's technically not even there. Like, you know, they still are gonna use a two quarterback system. But after last night's performance, that's insane what he's able to do with the ball, with his feet, get into his playmaker. I mean, he's accurate too. It's scary. It is. He's and a force, and that's such an early prediction, but. I don't I, I, I kind of doubt that they'll use the two quarterback system because now Jalen Hurts has kind of been a little vocal about um, how the the situation was handled, and I feel like Saban won't take kindly to that. I I think Saban has a, a lot of respect for Jalen Hurts. I mean, he was twenty six and two as a starter. He started as a true freshman. He's been, I think, about as supportive as he can be during this whole situation. So maybe just out of respect he gives him some series here and there we'll see uh Saban certainly didn't want to answer that question last night he was extremely uh, negative when asked about that but uh if they're like playing you know LSU and it's a close game two is going to be in there yeah and but I don't know how many close games Alabama is going to have this year to be honest with you yeah <laughs> that was seriously no it's seriously. remarkable I mean, it's the best. It depends. I mean, Georgia look good. I mean, they're playing. Yeah, awesome. yeah. That's not a. They're, that's not a knock. Playing on a the garbage ends. team, but you know, <clears throat> certainly not well. a knock on the SEC. It's just this is the best Alabama quarter. This is the best quarterback I think Nick Saban's ever had. Yeah, he usually just has basically game managers. And, yeah, he's um, usually got like a little John David Cooper or whatever his name was, and little AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron. Yeah, they just. Uh, Greg McElroy, play action. They they take the yards that are there. They're fine handing the ball off. They do what they're asked for. Not necessarily going to go win a game, but they're not going to lose the game. But this guy will win you a football game mm-hmm. with his arm, with his mm-hmm. legs. He's a playmaker, man. He has things that you just can't coach. It's intangibles. It, it's it's going to be a fun season to watch, and, and I'm not even out a, a huge Alabama fan. Same. And – um. Like we said, uh, Georgia handled business like they're supposed to. Clemson as well. That's two and three. Clemson number two, Georgia three. Yep. Uh, Ohio State handled business against they the did. Urban Mireless they, Ohio State. Their defense was kind of porous, though. They gave up some big plays to uh, an Oregon State offense that isn't exactly highly potent. Agreed. Agreed. 
and um, but the seventy seven's not a bad. Number. No, that that'll but, that'll uh, work. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah, they've got guys. <laughs> um, uh, Washington Auburn. Man. That was Tommy's <sighs> lock of the week, and uh, you know Auburn covers. They their did. favorite by two and a half. Uh, I mean, I I I was rooting for Washington. Any, and I'm not a, like a huge Washington fan, but anytime a, a team goes into like basically another uh, i'm always room for the underdog so if they're going into like an atmosphere that's basically a home game for auburn and it's the sec country and territory and everyone's always hyping the sec then i'll root for washington that and washington i i honestly think they were the better team obviously it doesn't matter since they lost but they had they squandered so many opportunities they they had so many opportunities to win that game and they just didn't get it done they didn't find a way to win and that's not characteristic of a chris peterson team they uh, uh, they I, I figured that Auburn was going to get off to a hot start. They were going to be amped up. It's their home crowd was like 90 to 10 Auburn to Washington fans. But Washington survived that early barrage, and they kind of settled in. They started making big plays on the outside. They were able to keep Auburn's offense in check in the second half. And Washington was in that red zone so many times. And just some of the play calling I wasn't a huge fan of. They ran like a speed option with Jake Browning and thought all of a sudden that he was Tyrod Taylor or something. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> and he just muffed it. So... Uh, but, but in but the grand scheme of things, it's not a bad loss for Washington. They lost by five points against a top ten team on the road to start the season. I think Washington can still get into the the playoffs. They still have all their goals lined up. They can win the Pac twelve. They can. Get I think I think they're easily the Pac twelve favorite still. Yeah, I think they're the the most the best all around team for sure. And then uh, just on the back on the Oklahoma game, I just wanted to say that. Um, Florida Atlantic was not a bad team last year, returned a lot of people, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma doubled the spread. It, it was a large spread, is is minus twenty one point five to open, and and they doubled the cover. Say what you want about Lane Kiffin, and most people will say a lot about Lane Kiffin, but the guy can coach. I mean, the guy yeah. has got an unbelievable smart football brain. He does a lot of other things that draws some. Uh, skepticism and irritation but the guy can coach so for his team to get beat that soundly that says that says a lot about Oklahoma's team I don't think they're going to lose a whole lot I mean Baker yeah was I mean Baker obviously but aside from to UCLA next week <laughs> Oklahoma might <laughs> win by the same score it might be 63-14 versus UCLA there you go um Penn State struggling with Appalachian State hey hey are you a top ranked um National college football program, don't open with Appalachian State. I don't. History repeats itself. I, if you don't want to read history books, then don't schedule App State because you're gonna potentially put yourself up in a horrible situation. They escaped in overtime, but that's not a confidence booster. Not at all. And it was by the skin of their teeth. Yes. Um, Notre Dame, Michigan. That was an uh, upset to me. I thought Michigan when does when does Harbaugh's uh it, will Harbaugh's job ever be at Jeopardy in Michigan? I texted uh, a group chat last night that said uh, Harbaugh might be the most overrated college football coach in the history of college football. So, yes, in his contract. Yeah, will will his job? How many years do they give him before He's, his leash is going to be longer than the. Than anybody else's leash. He's got. I mean, he what? He played Mich. He played a quarterback at Michigan. He loves Michigan. He's had success at Stanford, 49ers, University of San Diego. But if he's not turning things around, I mean, if this year gets ugly, it could be in the off season. I, 
I don't I don't know how they would fire him. I think he would walk away before that. But his seat's got to be turn up a little bit. I mean, he's not beating. So you're Ohio. you're four. What for Harbaugh? How how many years has he been in Michigan? Four. Oh, year four. Uh, he should have all of his guys in place by now, and he he got his technically quarterback that he needed, Shea Patterson from Mississippi, who was supposed to be like a big time transfer, but I didn't really see it that yeah. way. So if he doesn't have it this year, I mean, I the, a big thing is you got to beat Ohio State and you got to make it to the Big Ten championship. And they yeah. don't have an easy schedule this year. No. They play Wisconsin, Michigan no. State, Penn State, Ohio they, State. I could see them winning seven, eight games, and that's not the Michigan yeah, standard. That's but rough. I think his leash is longer than the typical – than Brady Hoke. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't TCU think I handled, You did. <laughs> okay. TCU handled business against Southern 55-7. Yep. to uh, It would be interesting to see that matchup against the Urban Meyerless Ohio State later, <laughs> uh, third yeah. game. Mm-hmm. West Virginia, it was uh, it was close early, but I, they yeah. broke away in the second half. I've been pretty critical of Will Greer since he arrived at West Virginia. I wasn't a huge fan of him at Florida, but he shut me up yesterday. I, I can't say anything negative with his stat line yesterday. 25 yeah. of 34, 429 yards, five touchdowns against a, an SEC defense. Not a great SEC defense, but an SEC defense nonetheless. And they went in there, final score, they dominated, so... Uh, I think one of the guys on College Game Day predicted Tennessee to win that game. I don't want to say it was Kirk Herbstreet, but it might have been Kirk Herbstreet. That's a bad look. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, West yeah. Virginia is just so gimmicky to me. I just can't ever take them seriously and like to make it I, to to the playoffs. Yeah, they're like a team like West Virginia, and there's this like love hate rivalry friendship relationship between texas tech and west virginia yes because they're like such similar teams like i love watching them play i love dana holgerson but i when i it comes to like all right are they gonna go and beat alabama or something like not even remotely a chance the question is this though are they the number two team in the big 12 tcu west virginia I mean, because uh, Texas TCU above got them. smacked in the mouth. Yeah, you know. No, I would put, I would put TCU above them at the moment. Okay. And will the game? Um, they end the season with Oklahoma. Will that game decide the Heisman? <laughs> I think the Heisman is running through Norman or Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and number thirteen. All right. Well, if, if Greer keeps throwing five touchdowns a game, he'll have something to say about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, and he will put up big numbers because it's the Big 12, and that's just conducive for putting up video game-type quarterback numbers. But he's not my – after week one, he's not my Heisman Trophy leader. Gotcha. We'll see as as the season goes on. Mississippi State did work against Stephen, S. Off, Stephen F. Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, Boise State did work against Troy. Who's the best um, non-five power conference team not named Notre Dame? Boise, UCF. I would say UCF at the moment. Gotcha. But I, I'm, I'm, I've been a Boise fan since Peterson was there and built that program up. Yeah, and their quarterback also had a ridiculous stat line: twenty to twenty-eight, three hundred five, four TDs. They'll easily too. win the Mountain West. It's not even a question. Well, I don't sleep on the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. 
Have you been watching out them? of here. No, Have you been watching no, no, no. them? No, so, no, 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 sir. So their <laughs> offensive coordinator was my offensive coordinator in college, and they are scoring. So you're biased. Thank you. A little bit, but there's some truth to it. They I, Offensively, they are going to lead. They're going to be at the top of the, the Mountain West. Their defense is not so good right now. They're giving up way too many points. But offensively, they're going to be able to score points versus anybody they play in the Mountain West. Just think They've about it. They've already had two games. Yeah, they have 2-0, I know. Yeah, they beat okay. Colorado State on the road, and then they took care of Navy last night. The score was a lot closer than what I thought it actually was. <clears throat> they were up by a lot more. But like their defense is terrible. But they're going to be able to score points. And they're talk about Heisman Trophy numbers. Their quarterback has like nine touchdowns with zero interceptions to start the season. Jeez. Yeah. It was like my stat line. <laughs> Throw a couple more INTs in there. But, yeah, similar. <laughs> All right, take it easy. Okay. Um, okay. And then, obviously, yeah, in Maryland. Biased. Yeah. Uh, so, Boise, Hawaii. I didn't realize Hawaii was going to be that good. Interesting. Nobody yeah. did. They were like 17-point underdogs versus uh, Colorado State to start the season. And then they might have even been bigger underdogs last night at home Against versus Navy. Navy. Yeah. And they, they're going to sneak up on people. Looks like they've already done it twice. Mm-hmm. Now the secret's out. Yeah, so. Vegas will catch up, but... Their offense is going to score. Just hammer the over in every game, and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then what else we have? Maryland, Texas. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas is not back. Yeah, it does not look like it all. And then tonight we have uh, Miami LSU. Big game. Big what are your game. Thoughts there? Uh, three, uh, Miami's favored by three and a half. I'm a big Coach O fan. I love LSU. Love the way they play. I kind of have Miami in that game. Well, it's a good matchup, though. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how Mark Rick rebounds after last season's uh, disappointing finale, disappointing conclusion of the season. But yeah. two very proud programs, good loyal fan bases. Should be a fun Sunday Labor Day weekend matchup. Yeah, and then uh, on on the Monday we have Florida State Virginia Tech battle. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what Virginia, uh, Florida State looks like with Willie Taggart at the helm. See how uh, I think DeAndre Francois is going to be starting. We didn't get to see a whole lot of him last year when they when he got when he went down versus Alabama, but he's a talented kid. Be curious yeah. to see what they look like. All right, well, I think that's it for college football. You got anything to say on the NFL and the Khalil Mack trade or anything like that? Just not a good look for the Raiders organization. Not a good look for John Gruden. You know, I'm not in their athletic facility. I'm not behind closed doors. But, I mean, that's a Hall of Fame defensive end entering his prime and you let him walk out the door because you couldn't get a deal done. If you can't get a deal done in the NFL, I mean, just pack up your bags. What are you? What are we doing? Do you think Gruden's trying to <laughs> implement a Belichick-type strategy and not signing people who are at their peak to huge contracts? That's an interesting perspective on it. But I mean, you gotta have. They got what two first round draft picks, a third yeah, and a fifth. Draft picks are great. Uh, a Hall of Fame defensive end is also great. Entering his prime. Yeah, if that's the reason, then then I hope it works for him. You know, it, it, you do get handcuffed, and they also paid Derek Carr like 115 million too. So they were already dealing with some huge contracts, and that's kind of the nature of the NFL. You, kind of hard to pay so many big name players like that but i don't know man that's uh, to me that's just not a good look 
Yeah, it's... Uh, it's on the other it side? It depends on the strategy. Some people say it was an ego thing. It could be. Between Gruden and Mac. Who knows? On the other side, for the Bears, I, I mean, I hope Bears fans are excited, but if Trubisky doesn't work out, then this trade really doesn't matter. Like, It's great to have that defensive end, like I just said, entering his prime, but you need Trubisky to work out. This isn't. This isn't. Doesn't automatically make you a, a playoff contender because you still have to go beat Aaron Rodgers twice, and uh, that's not easy to do. Yeah, and they were saying that the Bears' defense last year was ranked tenth, um, and then adding Mac, they were speculating on that. But it Bears were five and seven last year. Was this make them now? You know, a fringe playoff contender, maybe wild five and, five card. And <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, five and twelve. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were not a good football team last year, and they're building. <laughs> you know, they have their their uh, young quarterback, but I don't see Trubisky being an elite NFL quarterback in a tough division. Yeah, and you said um, Max entering his prime, but this is a six-year contract. Yeah, that's good. He's, he's twenty-seven. I'll push him to thirty. Thirty-three. Thirty-two. Thirty-three. Yeah, that's that's what I would want. We'll see. We will. So, I think NFL's done. Did you catch Gaethje knocking out no, Vic? No, oh. I didn't watch Knocked it. him senseless. Um, Justin, Justin Gaethje finally getting a win in the UFC after putting – well, he he got the first win against Michael Johnson, but then uh, lost two consecutive ones to Alvarez and Poirier. Um, getting a win against James Vick. Um Glad to see that because fuck James Vick because mm. he is part of Team Lloyd Irvin uh, who's had issues with, uh, you know, gang rape, stuff like that. That's so like fuck it. him and glad he got knocked out and glad to see Justin Gaethje not suffer any additional brain trauma because that dude has taken a ridiculous amount in the last three fights. Um, here's Just wars. Here's a separate topic, but in the UFC lines, I, is this? Correct me if I'm wrong. Have I been seeing one or two news stories about a UFC fighter's like boyfriend, husband who has a swastika tattoo who's like on the lam right now? Andrea Lee. Yeah. KGB Andrea Lee. We're bringing um, it all back to the Nazis right now. Yeah. What? Her husband. <laughs> the whole saga is incredible, <laughs> and I don't want to shed too much light on it because these people sound despicable and deplorable. But yeah, it sounds husband. like she defended him initially with the about the swastika tattoo on his forearm, and then like two months later, he beats her up, and now she's like not so happy with him. Yeah. So the <laughs> argument was he's leaving the swastika tattoo, so it reminds him of mistakes that he's made in the past. <laughs> it's That's like, not how well, that works. Well, if you got a cover-up tattoo in the same spot, it would still remind you. Of mistakes you've made in the past you know like if you turn that nice swastika into like a windmill you'd be like ah yep that was the time uh, i got that nazi tattoo classic, <laughs> classic mix up in the old tattoo parlor <laughs> here's the and thing so he like beat the crap out of her or something and it's shocker i can't i can't like, imagine that happening how did that happen yeah what was no weird what's so, the correlation um, here if you have a friend she, or a spouse that has a swastika tattoo, 
Uh, how long do you do you have like six minutes to depart that relationship? What's the what's the statute of limitations on how long you can be friends with that person or sleeping with that person when they have a swastika yeah, tattoo on um, their body? As soon as you can get your things out of their house, um, you do it. Uh, that could be, you know, the next time they go to work or whatever. But apparently he's working as her coach, so I don't know. It's it's weird. Those kids are It's very make it. strange. The whole Andrea Lee KGB saga, it's it's just not a good look. Have they found him Trashy. Yet? Um, I don't know. I don't know. 22nd statement. Yeah, I don't know. Might be on the lamb. Might be out there. But she was definitely supporting him and defending him. So, I don't know. It depends. Can they press charges if she's like, nah, it didn't happen? I don't know how that works. You know what I'm saying? Is she still defending him? Well, she, I don't know. She hmm. did. I don't know. Not too knowledgeable on the subject. Yeah, and but I, sh- I shouldn't be giving it this much attention. But I just, I was like, when the whole when it initially started, when it was found that he had the swastika tattoo pretty blatantly on his forearm, she was like, she like called people like snowflakes. Like, <sighs> what? How nah, is that? A look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess it's not a swastika. It's the SS lightning bolt. But it's the same. Meaning, yeah, sa- same same type deal. Right. Which you know, our president met with some motorcycle. Did you see that? Oh uh, yeah, that was not a good look. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. he probably honestly didn't know what the Schutzstaffel brand was. Yeah, it maybe <laughs> he probably um, thought it was like. It an seems ACDC weird that he had a meeting with that dude on the anniversary of Charlottesville. That's bad it. Timing. Seems it seems like it. Is it bad timing for him? Was it? Uh, mm, is it bad timing? Was it planned? Yeah, that's the question. You know, I don't know. Is, is he trying to, you know, show support for one of his stronger voter, strongest voter bases? I don't know. You know? I don't know. I don't know how that doesn't get, you know, what. So we're talking about um, how Sasha Baron Cohen gets access to high ranking members of true, um, true. our government. We let somebody with two SS lightning bolts tattooed on his forearm stand next to the president. And take pictures. Yeah. How that happened? Where do you get an SS tattoo? Do they have their own parlors? Okay, so fun fact, because yeah. um, that seems like it might be someone illegal. who I know who's very close to me who works in a coffee stand, works across the street from a tattoo uh, parlor that Northwest Hammerskins. Uh, what a name! Affiliated tattoo parlor, um, which is one of the largest neo-Nazi groups so they, in the United right, States. So they have their own little setting. Yeah, you know what I realized is that, um, so I listened to an NPR podcast a couple of years ago about how we had prisoner of war camps here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the women here liked the Nazi POWs and ended up like, yeah, and how, you know, a lot of them were like up in Idaho. Yeah, they were in weird uh, parts up in, in the this country. area. Yeah. So, you know, and then we have Leavenworth was just like a German, quaint little German town. Yeah. A little east of here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just interesting. But staying on UFC drama, 
Are you aware of the ongoing drama saga between Donald Cerrone, Mike Platinum Perry, and Jackson Winklejohn? Uh, not thoroughly. I saw Cerrone went on to the Joe Rogan experience and shared some information that he might not have, should have done. So, uh, originally, Jackson Wink were supposed to go on there. Greg Jackson, Mike Winklejohn of Jackson Wink and MMA in Albuquerque, New Mexico. One of the most famous UFC gems. Home to John Jones, Holly Holm, Donald Cerrone, Mike Perry, Alistair Overeem, once upon a time. Um, You know, they they just have tons of fighters. And what happened was... Mike Perry called out Don Cerrone, which was fine. That's he's fine with that initially. But Don Cerrone has been at Jackson Wink forever. He's been there. You know that that has been his main camp, his main trainers for a long time, way before Mike Perry came along. Mike Perry just recently came to Jackson Winklejohn. Then Winklejohn informed Cerrone that he they wouldn't be cornering Donald because. Um, Donald doesn't pay Winklejohn directly. He only pays Jackson. Hmm. And so Donald says he's huge on loyalty, got pissed off about the situation, kind of aired the dirty laundry, all that stuff. It's, um, gotta say it is, it is kind of fucked up on the behalf of Jackson Winklejohn. You know, if you're gonna be in the fight game and have fighters and you need them to trust you you have to you have to have loyalty i mean it, they've been training donald since forever they know all his weaknesses all his strengths mm-hmm. what to look for what not to do what what to do so them training mike perry is like giving him the perfect game plan to be Donald cerrone the execution's up to perry but the game plan yeah. is is going to be perfect you know and this isn't the first time that they've done this. This actually happened. Sugar Rashad Evans was training down at um, down at Jackson Winklejohn for a long time, and the little light heavyweight goes by the name of John Jones came along, and they said they looked at Rashad and said, "See ya." Yeah, we got. We're gonna take a turn in uh, direction here. So it just it's a pattern, you know. Jackson Wink continually tossing out the old, bringing in the new. And tossing fighters who have been with them since the beginning no loyalty. aside. No loyalty. And apparently the gym's devolved too. A lot of the top talent Donald is saying is left. They're bringing in people. Like he said, you can be a bum off the street, put some headgear on, and, and spar with Holly Holm today. <laughs> if you, if you want. A, a gym near you. <laughs> so he's like, before it used to be separate. We'd have pros practice and, and, you know, the regular people, you know? Yeah. He's like, nope, not anymore. You know, you get in there and you could be you could be slugging it out with a bum off the street. So it's not a good look for Jackson Wink in general, um, uh-huh. in my opinion. And I'm, I'm kind of siding with Donald on this. Uh, one last piece of UFC before we uh, get off of it. Uh, Saturday, September 8th, UFC 228. The weakest card I've seen in a long time. Um, Tyron the- Woodley, Darren Till, uh, Dallas, Texas. The The main fight is is fantastic fight, a fight that I find very intriguing. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's a weird match in the 125-pound women's division. Uh, Nico Montano versus Valentina Shevchenko. Shevchenko's just going to run through her. Um, 
Magomed Shapirov, who's he's a killer, my boy. Though. Yeah, a he's killer. a killer. He's fun to watch. He's supposed to fight um, Yair Rodriguez. That fell through, so he's fighting some somebody else with the last name Davis now. And so, just not very strong card at all. And like, I'm not gonna pay sixty five dollars to watch this. This this is a garbage card. I want to see the main fight. The main fight's legit. So I may stop into uh, a local establishment to watch it. Yeah. Well, you know, but I'm. Am I gonna spend sixty five of my hard earned dollars to no. watch this fight? Absolutely not. This fight's a joke. So, interested in the main fight though. Do we uh, have very a, intriguing? Do we have a weight update on the gorilla? We do not have a weight update. I on would the gorilla, like to see that. I Especially if I was going to invest money in this fight, I need like hourly updates on his weight. <laughs> yeah, I need to, I need to know every time you take a shit. All of his man. macros, micros. Yeah. Give me a little TDEE, whatever that stuff's called. Give me all that. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting. Darren Till, um, undefeated. He's coming off a big win over Stephen Thompson. Um, there's kind of some debate about the decision there. But very good fighter on the feet. Hasn't really faced a good wrestler. And uh, Tyron Woodley is definitely a good wrestler. So he'll put that to the test, but also is striking. Um, Tyron Woodley, in two fights with Stephen Thompson, showed that he is more than capable of standing on the feet with Stephen Thompson. Rocked him on a number of occasions. And when he took him down, it looked ugly for Stephen Thompson. Mm -hmm. So we'll see... How it looks for Darren Till if Woodley's able to incorporate his takedowns, but the only thing that would make me think that Woodley will not win this fight is Father Time. He's now thirty-six years old, getting up there. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, thirty-six years old. Wears it well, you know, but he wears it very well. Um, still looking jacked as ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, supplements or not, it's still very impressive and. Um, <laughs> You know, not only is he 36 years old, not only has he been fighting for a number of years, but he's an NCAA Division One wrestler, and that takes a wear on your body. You know, it wears you down quite a bit. Um, but I still favor Woodley pretty, um, not significantly, but mm -hmm. um, I, I'm marginally confident in his ability to win this fight. He just has more tools, more ways to win. Yeah. So... I'm excited. I love watching Darren Till. Same. Love Until Till has a very um, Conor McGregor-esque striking style. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of that bouncing in and out. Not quite as uh, movement-oriented as somebody like Conor or uh, Stephen Thompson. A little more plotting than those guys. Very similar punch-throwing style. The downside to that is uh, that, that kind of side-on stance if you're against a wrestler, the single leg's there. And he also doesn't have great defense. Um, you know, Stephen Thompson was a little gun-shy in their, in their um, fight, but Darren Till, when he's throwing, and he has success throwing, he then leaves his chin exposed. Where with someone like Tyron Woodley, if you throw and you have success, but you don't put him away and you come in and you leave your chin exposed, Woodley has bombs in both of his like both of his hands mm -hmm. you know mainly the right he likes or i'm sorry is he southpaw i can't Who, remember Woodley? Southpaw. yeah i thought he was right-handed i yeah, could be wrong i think i think he's right-handed but he likes to what he likes to do is yes he's he's a 
orthodox. So mm-hmm. what he likes to do is he pumps a right hand that he's not really going to throw, a lead right. He pumps that, takes and kind of uses that to close distance, distance, throws out a jab, and then closes more distance, and then comes with a big overhand right that closes the final distance. And usually that pushes somebody's back up against the cage, and he clocks them with the last one. So if if Till comes in there getting reckless because he thinks he hurt him, he could end up on the receiving end of a, a quick nap. Yep. So Good to see. Um, that's about it for UFC. It's pretty dead. The rest of that card's garbage. Um, I'm just waiting for Connor. Yeah, it's that's a big one. That's right. Um, that'll right be a big fight. Um, kind of couple weeks because we have triple g canelo and yeah it's true there's some Connor other fights Khabib. before then i've just been watching so, promo videos already yeah it's <sighs> i'm already excited well I'm ain't no excited. fight like a conor mcgregor fight it's just a different it's different animal the whole the whole thing the promotion the production all of it it's just it's a real treat it is so that's it for ufc anything else tommy let me check my notes <coughs> True Detective Season 3 starts in January. Did you watch the trailer? No, I didn't. I didn't even know. Oh, well, now you know. I'm going to have to watch that immediately. Yeah, the trailer, it's not, doesn't divulge a whole lot about the plot or anything, but it's... Who's, uh, what actors? Um, I didn't recognize the, the guy in the trailer. He's an African-American gentleman that I think has been in a lot oh, of he's stuff. A, he's a, from, uh, House of Cards. House cards is what Yeah, from. yeah, yeah. I guess he's a big deal that he's somebody that I should know. Uh, yeah, I uh, love his character in House of Cards. It's very good, and I'm going to look up his name. Maharshala Ali? Am I saying that right? Hold on one sec. Let's see if you're saying first. Yeah, sure. Set in southern Missouri, missing children. I think it's in like an Ozark yeah. theme. I guess that's uh Mahershala Ali. That's pretty good, I would say. Yep. Oh, and he's in Moonlight. That I've Ooh, never yeah, seen. That. Heard it was good though. Is Ozark uh is that a region? That's like a region. Yeah, right? so Lake Ozark. Lake of the Ozarks is down there. So is that and considered is Missouri touching the Ozark region? Oh yeah, no, no, no. The the lake is in the state of Missouri. Okay, so I, think I was it right. Borders when I said that. Missouri and. Why is that region so popular with like this type of stuff? Isn't there? There's a show called Ozark, right? There is a show called Ozark, and so um, is it just like a haunted kind of spooky region where weird things happen? Eh, not really. <laughs> it's just you <laughs> Maybe know. Maybe it's just cheap to but film there. It's like the only, like, you know, kind of sort of scenic um, area in Missouri. Everything else is just kind of the <laughs> same, you know. Yes, don't know a whole lot about Huge it. Huge lake, lots of uh, lots of shoreline down there. Well, I'm excited. Real popular a, for people to take their boat. So. As a true detective fanboy, I'm very excited. That starts in oh, January, I believe. Yeah, I'm stoked. The where second season was where highly disappointing. Where are that you? First are you season? like that? Are you one of those? Oh, the season two sucked. Is that where you are? Is that your thought process? Are you one of those guys? I mean, it wasn't good, man. 
I don't think season people, two is good at all. Especially you compared to the first season. Well, that's the, the first problem. Season it's a complete is one of the greatest seasons right. in in television history. I'm not gonna argue that it absolutely was. I'm the Which, biggest True Detective season one fan ever. But I had a problem with people who were trying to compare the second season to the first season. Like this completely different storylines, different actors. No, I know it's completely different. It just wasn't good. I didn't think it was terrible. Yeah, I mean. I, think Vince I don't Vaughn's think it was terrible. I don't think it was good. I think it was just in the middle. Okay. I can I can work with that. <laughs> I mean, some of Vince Vaughn's quotes were just unbelievable and hilariously. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I mean, it has moments, yeah. you know, it, but just overall, it just Right. It, it, if you compare to season one, yeah, it's nothing, but I don't know. I know, I, you're, I I know your girl's a big fan of Sharp Objects. Did you finish that up? Sharp Objects. Uh, HBO. No. Yeah, cl- no. clearly not. I don't know. Yeah, should I know Sharp what Objects. Is? It's a fantastic show, and it was crazy, insane. What platform do you watch that on? HBO. Oh no, Amy Adams. I like Amy Adams. I, uh, don't watch that show. Hey, uh, shilling for ESPN Plus again. Um, <laughs> yeah, because so they have a a documentary series on there called Enhanced. It's like six parts. Steroids. Uh, they they do cover that, but what I wanted to talk about was, if you have time, do you have time? I have time. Okay, sweet. So they talk about skill on there, and do you know um, Dan Coyle? He wrote this uh, book called The Talent Code. Negative. So Dan Coyle wrote this book called called The Talent Code, and he's on here. He makes lots of appearances on the Enhanced series to just talk about it because. He's a journalist who wrote about people who are really good at stuff and how they got really good at stuff. And he makes this argument that um, what, you know, what appears to be God-given talent or gifts or stuff is actually um, lots of work, lo- lots of repetitions of getting the skills. Like and the 10,000 hours Malcolm Gladwell thing? Yeah, and it's it's the forming of the myelin sheaths around the axons so they can transmit signals faster, and so that's why they're better. I'm already skeptical. Yeah, so the, it starts out following C.J. McCollum of the Portland Portland Trailblazers oh, yeah. still. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it talks about how he just practiced so much. He was 5'2", his freshman year of high school, and they're like, oh, yeah, this 5'2", f- you know, freshman in high school who you know wasn't the superstar he just worked really hard and got you know really really good which is true he did get really really good worked really really hard yes they kind of leave out the fact he's six three now <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't, uh, they don't you know this story might have been different if cj mccollum stayed five two yeah <laughs> you know so they're just trying to say oh no 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 all hard work, all hard work, all hard work. Nah, I've got some strong thoughts on that. Yeah, so, and then, so, 6-3 now, right? But then also, the bi- so, myelin insulates the axons to speed action potential. Potential. So, like, when, you're, when your brain is sending a signal to your muscles to do something, that's what we're talking about. It conducts an electrical signal. It uses axons, neurons, sends the electrical signal along them. As you practice something... You developed um, myelin sheaths that surround these axons that kind of like insulate them to okay. make the signal faster and more efficient. Um, but so I looked into this and baseline nerve conduction measurements are different for everyone. So everybody starts at a different starting point mm-hmm. for your nerve conduction. So they just like completely gloss over this. 
So your genetics determine where your starting point is. Your genetics determine how fast those electric, electrical signals start out as. So if two people are practicing, and they're practicing the same amount and building these you know, myelin sheaths, the person who started with the head start is going to be naturally better than the person who you know yeah. was back a couple hundred yards. Sure. Not only that, there are many factors that affect it. Circumference of your finger and wrist um, uh, have a negative association. So the wider negative association. Anyway, there are several factors that affect it that can make it that are genetic factors that you don't control through your hard work that can make these um, these signals more efficient. And there are diseases of myelin. ALS is a, probably the most famous one, Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have that, your myelin sheaths degrade. Um, mul- multiple scler- sclerosis. Um, so if there are genetic um, conditions that affect people's ability to even produce these myelin sheaths, then I guarantee you there are genetic conditions where people form myelin sheaths faster and thicker with with the same amount of practice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. So they're just trying to like subscribe all this stuff to uh, just Yeah, I could, you know, couldn't disagree it, more. Yeah, it, there's so much genetics. It it doesn't matter if you have talent. It it, do, it does matter if you work hard. Yes. Yeah, but if somebody has to natural genetic Yeah, look at Daniel Cormier and John Jones. Daniel Cormier works way harder. Than John Jones. Way smarter with his training, way more dedicated. And, and John Jones still kicks him into oblivion. The, kicks him into a long nap. Yeah, if I, if Usain Bolt and I were born on the same day, and I did the exact same training as him, and ate the exact same diet, and had the greatest uh, track coaches and speed coaches, strength coaches that money could buy, I'm never running a sub 10 second 100 I'm certainly never beating Usain Bolt in a 100-meter. That doesn't mean he doesn't work hard. That doesn't mean he doesn't deserve the the accolades and the awards and the, the personal records that he's achieved. But there's certain genetic factors that I that are outside of my control. I can get faster, but there's a, cer- there's a limit to it. Yeah. A track, track coach can't make you fast. He can make – he or she can make you faster. Exactly. Exactly. He can improve upon if you if you're only given a certain size block of marble, you can't make that block of marble bigger. No. You can carve it down, but you you can't make it like a larger statue. I, anyway. Yeah. It's just they're trying to push this idea that it's all it's all practice. No. And downplay the role of genetics. And they, but then they like go into genetics and they immediately after that it seemed like such a hypocritical episode extremely interesting i'm not i'm not knocking them on that but it seemed very hypocritical because in one sent one um segment they're saying it's all practice and the next they're like they bring up this guy um arrow monteranta who is a cross like a very famous cross-country skier and his family was cross-country skiers well turns out they overproduce red blood cells they produce more red blood cells than the average human, and they had like one kid who didn't get the gene within the family. And guess what? They weren't a cross country skier, <laughs> you oh, know. So it's that's right there I'm, in front of you. I, I'm five six. I am not going to be an NFL offensive lineman. I don't care <laughs> no how, how how much, much I worked. practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's not going to happen. I am not going to to be LeBron James. It's not going to happen, and that is solely because of my genes. But anyway, <laughs> I'm right there with you. Off. I was actually thinking about that yesterday. The the Usain Bolt thing. It's like there are certain. It doesn't mean you don't try hard. It doesn't mean you don't practice and work hard and master your craft. But there are certain limitations to your body. Yeah. We can all work with what we have. We can make it better. But right. some people are just going to be freaks of nature. And some people are going to be born yes. without their right arm. So, yeah. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other s- anything else? Is that all? Uh, Bang Energy Drink. Shout out Bang Energy Drink. I'm seeing yeah, those shout things out Bang everywhere. Energy drink. I'm seeing them everywhere. Yeah. One of my We're inst- blown up, instruct- baby. Oh, my gosh. One of our instructors the other day was drinking one out on the on the grinder and i was like bang energy drink we made it mama we made it <laughs> i that's the last thing that i wanted when he was drinking it and i was dying uh, i'm not gonna say there's a direct correlation between when our podcast started and the end <laughs> um bang energy drink blowing up but it's directly correlated <laughs> linear whatever you want to call it yeah shout out bang energy drink and the flavors there's a multitude of flavors i drink them all can't recommend every flavor is better than the next just a fantastic product fantastic organization it is i i mean I, i'm probably gonna get cancer from drinking in a couple oh. years or my kidneys are gonna shut down or something it's but it's i, I don't care it's i don't care a, it's worth it <laughs> dude i had the root beer flavor the other day man such a such a treat just a true delight a bang root beer float yeah what? basically well, i had it with like a sandwich like this is this is living right here <laughs> And that's another thing. I'm glad you brought this up because I forgot to tell this to our, our hundred listeners. Um, thousand listeners. Yeah, exactly. We are out here and we're providing this content. We we love to do it. It's what we do. And if you like it and you want the, the podcast to spread, if you want the bro- brolitically correct movement to sweep the nation, please download. Please subscribe. Download, subscribe. Here's here's what you should also do. It doesn't stop there, people. You need to recommend the show to your friends. You need to go, and if your friends don't want to listen to the show, just ask if you can borrow their phone and make a call, <laughs> and <laughs> go go to the podcast app. I may or may subscribe. not have been doing that to some people's phones. <laughs> ask ask strangers on the street. Be like, hey, I forgot my phone. Um, do you mind if I make a call real quick? Don't make a call. Download our podcast. And um, rank, review, you know, Im- imp- subscribe, improve that person's life. Yes, you know, th- just leave a nice, um, prolitically correct surprise for them, and enrich their life, change it. I think we better. should be top ten on the charts just solely based off of our name. <laughs> I know. I mean, come on. How many downloads? So you said there was like a hundred downloads on one of those episodes. Where'd you see that number? Yes. Yeah, so- so, um, cast keeps, uh, shout out to cast. That's who we used, um, to do our long distance podcasting. It's who we use to edit and publish our podcast. Um, we have an account with them, uh, politically correct. And, um, they keep statistics on how many downloads, oh, nice. um, each episode gets. And last I checked, we were over a hundred on both of our first episodes, okay. just barely, but we out here climbing those charts. Climbing them, and you know, I haven't 
been spreading it as much just because I'm trying to. It's not a finished product yet. Yeah, we're trying to get more professional. We're sure. trying to dial down things. We're trying to see about getting um, some intro outro music. We're trying to see about getting a better logo, that sort of thing. And then once all those pieces are in place, then we'll get rocking and rolling. Because I feel like, I feel like for a lot of people, you only have one chance to make a first impression. Fair. And Especially I want to make com- that. Yeah, I'm with you. Especially when it comes to podcasts, there's so many podcasts out there that. I'm kind of with you there that you want to make a good first impression and really win people over. Yeah, the really the only reason I'm putting them on iTunes um, as soon as we are is to establish um, use of our name, so that way uh, we can we can have the rights to that. So I'm with you. I think we're absolutely trending in the right direction. Yeah, so we're gonna try to keep delivering these bad boys to you once a week. Um, we may falter in that a little bit as things get more intense in our, our collective fire academies. But um, I enjoy it. I mean, I'd probably do this even if we didn't publish it. Yeah, man, this me too. fun. No, it is. Uh, I think when we first started, we were kind of joked that, if anything, this will just be therapy. But that's 100% serious. Yeah, and it, it just kind of allows Tommy and I to bounce our ideas off each other and kind of test them. You know, right? It sounds different when I say some things that I'm thinking in my head. Yeah, no, no, no exactly, <laughs> exactly. And other people can give you different perspectives right. and stuff. And you know, hopefully, if we grow a community, we can get feedback from them. Right? You know, maybe introduce uh, an avenue for people to some questions, present topics, um, or you know, have their own say, input, whatever. So have some guests on. We'll we'll feel it out, see how it goes. Yeah. Now we're we're going we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. It'll come. Exactly. You got uh, any big plans for Labor Day? Uh, going to my brother's house this afternoon for a little uh, family barbecue. So that that'll be nice. It'll be nice and relaxing. Good to see some some family members that I haven't seen for a while. Eat some good food. Hang out in Redondo Beach. What are we cooking up? It's a great question. Uh, my brother will be on the grill. My brother's wife is vegetarian, so there'll be plenty of vegetables and probably some good cuts of cuts of meat. It'll be fun. Grilling up some portobellas. Sure, yeah. A lot of mushrooms and all sorts of weird veggie stuff, but it'll yeah. be fun. Fantastic. Well, How about you? Good stuff. You're off tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'm off tomorrow. I'm going to meet up with uh, the rest of my recru- Recruit Academy class, and uh, we're going to have a little lunch at a spot over over across the bridge there. Oh, nice. And That'll be um, good. Yeah, just trying to develop some some, uh, some outside work bonds. Yeah, and just get some camaraderie and uh, each other. also kind of involve and check up on the guy who's kind of having the the medical issues. So, is it physical or mental? What's going on there? It's it's physical. Yeah, oh. it's physical. Oh, I don't want to give out too yeah. much. Uh, sure. Yeah, I shouldn't inquire too much, but that's well. But, hopefully, uh, it works out yeah. for him or her. Yeah, hopefully it. All indicators uh, point to a quick recovery and them still being able to participate in this upcoming academy. So, Agreed. Yep. Terrible timing, though. Couldn't have happened at a worse time. You know? Yeah, that's that like, sucks. I've going through that whole process and getting to this point yeah. to, to falter. For, for people who don't understand that, and I don't care if, you know, whatever, if you find it boring, shut it off. But the, the fire selection process is... It's intense, man. Yeah, um, your process. You know, in you get thousands of applicants that are whittled down to 
five, you know, in our class, nine got hired. Yeah. Nine out of thousands of applicants. So it's highly competitive. You kind of get one shot at it. Um, You you have a year that you're under the gun that you've got to, you know, live up to these performance standards and kind of do all these things. And then once you're in, man, it's the best job in the world. So it sucks to have something, something like this happen right in the middle of it. Agreed. Yeah, I hope it works out for that recruit. Alrighty, brother. Well, it's, yeah, it's man. been good. Good talking with you. When uh, when do you think this will be up? Um, no I'm going to try to get up today. Oh, Trying to get up today. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I can't yeah. wait. I'll uh, I'll check my phone. Alrighty, brother. Cool, man. Have a good one. Have a good one. Thanks for listening, and until next time.